welcome to another episode of Ryan's Method Passive Income Podcast. Here's your host, Ryan Hogue. What's up, guys? In today's video, we are doing another Etsy print-on-demand shop review. So we're going to be taking a look at a viewer's Etsy shop and see what they've got going on, see what type of print-on-demand products they are selling in their Etsy storefront, as well as you know seeing what they do well and also seeing what they may be able to improve upon. So we're going to see, you know, again, try to make this uh, constructive feedback that we can all benefit from, and we're going to see what we learn because everybody has a different take on how to approach Etsy. So it should be fun. Why don't we get started? Real quick reminder, I run a free weekly print-on-demand giveaway that you can enter right now using the link at the top of the description. Uh, Two winners are going to be randomly selected and announced tomorrow in my top five niches of the week video. They're going to receive a license to Merch Titans Upload Automation, Merch Ninja, Print-on-Demand Research Tools, All Sunsets, Premium Pre-Made Graphics, and Bubble Scout, the best Redbubble niche research tool. Shout out to the sponsors. Also, I've got an eight-day print-on-demand mini course completely free that you can take advantage of. All I need is your email address, and I will send you one lesson a day for eight days. And I've got a great print-on-demand Facebook group that I'd love to have you in if you would like to join. All right, we've got the business out of the way. Let's jump on over to Etsy. All right, the Etsy shop we're looking at today is called Cheeky Trove. And I know, I think I know, that in the UK they say cheeky a lot more than they say here in America. So Cheeky Trove, coincidentally, is from the United Kingdom. Uh, And it says, Cheeky Trove, clothing designed to make you smile. So who doesn't love that, right? Nice positive message. Uh, I like the pink background up there. It definitely pops and catches your eye. Uh, Great use of contrast. So let's see if we see any of that pink background in your um, thumbnails as we scroll through your shop. Uh, So to start, well, you know what? I just want to say something. When your sections on the left-hand side are in all caps, like whenever I see that, I do. Th- I, I like it more than not doing all caps. Uh, I know that's super random to say, but whenever I see shops that do all caps, it just feels more professional to me. And I've seen it in some really big, really successful shops. So I know that has nothing to do with being a productive tip because I don't think there's any. It, does, it probably doesn't actually matter, but I think it looks good. All right, you have featured items here. Oh, you've got some little text pop-outs too. I do like when shops do that. Uh, extra fifteen percent off when you buy five. Not bad. Um, it's a high bar, you know what I mean, to buy five. Uh, I think a lot of shops maybe set the bar like to two or three instead of five. So maybe consider like even just taking 10% off if you buy two or something like that. Um, But anyways, I mean, it's still better than nothing. Uh, On the second thumbnail here, you know, you might want to add the background to where it says extra 15% off when you buy five. I think it'll make it a little bit easier to see. Um, you've got some, okay, baseball mom. I mean, that looks good and it's well-framed. I do like how it's framed in the thumbnail. Uh, if possible, you know, it only takes an extra second. If you pull your thumbnails that are generated from whatever you use to generate them into like, you know, Photoshop or whatever you use, you can like magic wand the background off and then do something like this yellow one here behind me, uh, that I really like, you know what I mean? I think the, the neon colors tend to pop a little bit more in front of the, the customer's. Um, the one thing right away that stands out to me, like I know you only have 91 sales, but you've got 301. Um, and when when did you join? Does it say? Uh, it's Redbubble that tells us when you joined. I guess Etsy doesn't. But with 301 products, which is still not really that many. I mean, unless you're just like only listing bestsellers and not really keeping other stuff um, that aren't bestsellers, like, you know, 91 sales. Uh, your pricing, your pricing is pretty high. 
like I know there are people that talk about, oh yeah, it's Etsy. I make $25 uh, t-shirt sales all the time. And I believe them. But as time moves forward, given the low barrier of entry for print on demand, more people find out about it. More people jump on the platform, jump on Etsy, for instance, and connect Printful or Printify. And then the next thing you know, uh, the prices, you know, like what's an easy way of dominating a niche if everybody's selling shirts for $30? Well, you come in and you sell them for $25. Now, what do you do to dominate a niche where everybody's selling them for $25? You sell them for $20, right? So I'm venturing to guess without doing in-depth research, which would only take a second, honestly. Um, Let's do it, all right? Dance Mom. You know what? Instead of just talking and guessing, let's just do it real quick. Dance Mom shirt. All right, so here we go. I typed in Dance Mom shirt. <clears throat> the entire first row are ads, but look at how they're doing the little loss leader trick because I'm sure these shirts aren't actually going to cost, you know, $4.99 above my head. That's ridiculous. Uh, $14.89, $7.50, and $10.48. By the way, I mean, just take another quick look here at what they do. So, again, look at their thumbnail. Top left, it says you'll need to purchase each T-shirt separately. So they put two shirts in the thumbnail with a cheap price that I'm sure we won't get if we actually click that listing. And it implies like, okay, we're going to get two shirts. Oh, then you click and it's like, oh, never mind, we're only getting one. But if you find that out while you're on the listing page, that means you've already got them one step closer to where you want them. We've already enticed them to click us and not everybody else, right? So you put two in the thumbnail. They put their shop logo in the corner. I used to do that. Um, They put text, relevant text on there, uh, including made in the USA, which is interesting. So they're selling Bella Canvas. um, Shipping time, two to five business days. Processing time, one to three business days. So they're really just trying to put little tidbits of information that they believe to be really relevant to the uh, potential customer in the thumbnail right where you'll see it in search results in hopes that you know you'll win the war every time i do an etsy shop review i call it the war in search results because there's like a hundred uh first page you know page number one results and look at this one eighteen thousand thirty five results with ads that you're competing with all right and it may seem insurmountable but again it, you're gonna get a chance like you're gonna get impressions to your listing and if you have a good design and you frame it well you should get clicked. No one can guarantee you clicks, but you should get clicked. Also, you can run ads initially too. Um, you know, you can go into your ads and turn off and turn on listings. I mean, I know Etsy ads, I'm not a big fan of them because they're so expensive or they can be. Um, but sometimes that's like helping the algorithm learn your products, right? Like on Amazon, I know I'm running ads, right? Like I, I don't lie to myself and say, oh yeah, I'm going to get organic visibility on the world's largest marketplace. You know what I mean? Of course, there's going to be so much competition and even if I'm early to something, everybody's going to catch up at some point. So you got to use ads uh, on Etsy. It's not as necessary in my mind because, you know, again, we don't have the controls that we get on Amazon, but it certainly helps. Anyways, um, average price, right? First row, average price, $10. Sec- even if it's not the real average price, look at how it's framed, right? You can you can do the loss leader trick where you set one skew, you know, uh, white size extra small, right? I'm just guessing, you know what I mean? I'm picking one, like, Color white, size extra small, set the price to like $14.99. Then in the results, they'll see $14.99 instead of $21.24 or $22.94, okay? Um, Second row, average price, $15. Third row, average price, $10. Fourth row, average price, $20. 
All right. And uh, so, but here, these two in the third row that are 30 bucks plus, one is a sweatshirt and the other one is, uh, well, they're both ads. So for one, um, that's a lot for a t-shirt. So I wonder if they even make any sales, but either way you get the point, right? Like they're, they're buying their way in with the ads anyways. So we don't know if that's actually here because it belongs here or not. Um, check this one out though. That's really cool. <clears throat> They've got like sparkles on the shirt. So that's kind of a nice way of standing out and they make sure to highlight that kind of as the value proposition in the thumbnail. Okay. So what did we just learn from looking at just one example, the dance mom shirt here? Um, we learned basically how your competition is framing their products and you should look at yours relative to how you look at theirs. Like for one thing that I know you can do quickly, easily is you've got, you know, this huge thumbnail. Why not just crop it to show the shirt, you know, and, and cut out all the extra. It, it, you really don't need to show all that extra space. I know that it's like a common thing and initially it feels, I don't, I don't know. This is me thinking out loud, by the way. I know there's no right or wrong way when these things are subjective but I always just want to put the design in front of people. And I think your design is good, by the way. Okay, so you've done what is a challenge to most sellers and you've come up with a good design. But now you just got to frame it. Like, you know, I already closed the tab, so I'm not going to reopen it. But like what a lot of your competition in on these keywords weren't doing was framing the actual design to be like big front center in your face. You know, almost as if they're buying the design, which they really are. In my mind, when I think of the customer, I think that they're buying the design more than they're buying the product plus design, you know, because they know if they type in niche t-shirt that the search results are going to be t-shirts or, or if you can't tell that you can guess, you can assume it's going to be a t-shirt. Okay. So that's one big thing that I think matters a lot. And the, we just looked at how many people at the top of search results on a competitive niche were playing the loss leader game where they set one of their SKUs to a low price because they know Etsy's going to advertise that. When I say advertise, I don't mean run ads. I mean like that's the price that people are going to see. So instead of 22.94 right here, uh they're going to see, you know, 13.99. Okay? Now look at the difference right here. So instead of 22.94 or whatever it was, 21.94, 21 21.24 maybe. Uh instead of that, they're seeing 13.99 makes a big difference in your click-through rate. And if they're not clicking you, they can't purchase you. So I know I'm stating the obvious. We all know this, but sometimes we have to like, and it's so it's so much easier to give this advice than to take my own advice. Like it's, it's tough when we're living in our business environment, our system, to step back and look at it objectively, which is why I think it can be so valuable to like find somebody that will give you some honest feedback. Like hopefully right now, you know, you consider me that person um, while I look at your shop, cause I'm not just trying to say you're doing the things badly. Like your shop looks really good. And you, again, you're solving the biggest problem for most people, which is making good designs. You know, a lot of people don't make great designs still, which, um, there's always room to improve by the way. Like I'm not a good designer, but I figured out a formula that works, not just one actually. Um, but you know, multiple and it's not, you don't have to be a genius. You literally just kind of study the best sellers over time and you start seeing patterns. So, um, I like your designs though. I can tell you're, you're definitely like wise to some of the patterns and whatnot that tend to sell as far as t-shirt designs go. Um, one thing I might recommend doing is like, if you've got green foreground on the shirt, like stay spooky, stay spooky. If you've got green in the forefront on the shirt design, maybe don't do green in the background. You know what I mean? Like it, it kind of just all blends together at that point. So that's just one little quick tip I would do. Uh, but it looks like you've got a lot of t-shirts, a lot of coffee mugs, 
I think if you can just do the law, even if you're charging twenty one ninety for a t-shirt, like do the loss leader thing, show them a fourteen ninety nine price point or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Whatever your break even is for the the people that end up actually buying the the color plus size combination that that is cheaper. You know what I mean? Um, definitely consider that. I think that's going to make a big difference. And with Etsy, if you're going to do things like this, um, not this one, sorry, these three. So you've got like special ed teacher, elementary teacher, school counselor. Um, I would just do one listing and enable personalization, honestly. Uh, I, I really think that that is like the best way to go about it. Just enable personalization and let them kind of provide their their job, you know what I mean, their job title. Also, like, I would be real selective with your mock-ups because, like, this one has, like, a, a crease going through the text and it just makes it, like, it, you know what I mean? Like, in search results, people don't stop and, like, figure out exactly what's going on. They scroll right past, you know what I mean? Like, they make their, their brain makes micro decisions because not clicking is a decision, right? As much as clicking is a decision. Like, I'm not clicking you. I'm going to click you. It's still making decisions, right? Because if it, assuming that they see you, right? If you're buried off of uh, the portion of the page that that they see, then okay, they're not. They didn't even get the choice. But I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of. This is getting nitpicky, but I swear this makes at scale over time, like at scale, meaning like you go from one listing to ten to a hundred to a thousand, and over time, meaning you know, 2022 through 2025, it makes a big difference. It adds up. Um, using mockups that put a crease through your text and make it hard to read, it's not optimal. So why not just do everything optimal? I'm not saying you have to go backwards, but at least moving forwards, like choose mockups that are going to frame your product or your design, really the design as best as possible would be um, a big piece of advice. Besides that though, you're running a sale. I love that you're running a sale. You're running daily sales, by the way, or you just need to refresh your sale. It says sale ends in one hour. When you run sales like that, it adds that sense of urgency and increases the conversion rate. Um, so that's definitely a great tip. I love that you're doing that. Um, your description looks good. You got the, um, emojis and whatnot, product information, etc. You're using all of the, uh, th- all of the thumbnail spaces given to you by Etsy. One thing that I would consider though, is like, I, this is again getting nitpicky because most people won't actually see this, like the, the thumbnails that are all the way at the bottom, but using like contrast of font family selection never hurt anybody. (laughs) Like, like this is part of like me being a web developer, but like you don't even have to write any code to stylize your website. If you just use the browser defaults, when you put a heading, you use the H1 tag, it renders big and bold, like the biggest and boldest. This is just the default. Then when you put a subheading, you use H2. So you go from H1, the biggest, the boldest, to H2. Gets a little bit smaller, gets a little bit less bold. Then you use H3, a subheading of a subheading. Guess what happens? A little bit smaller, a little bit less bold. Like our eyes are trained to read that way. So if you just use one font family, similar font size and colors that, I don't know. I I just, when I look at this, I just see kind of wall of text more than I see like information being conveyed. And I also think that generally speaking as a best practice in really anything online, uh, you you always want to have like kind of like a clear cut call to action or value proposition that stands out immediately. Like that, that, that's like the first thing that draws people's eyes to it. So like, for instance, you've got a great design 
Um, I don't like that, you know, the background color matches the foreground in your design because I think it all blends together. But like you could still put a value proposition in this thumbnail the way that some of the best sellers were doing on the the first, um, what was it, Dance Mom, on the first search we did. That one listing that was like crushing it in the number two spot, even though it wasn't ad. Uh, but, you know, they had like value propositions everywhere. I don't know that I would do it like that exactly because it was too hard to read from search results, especially because like I'm zoomed in. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm zoomed in at 125%. So they would be seeing it like this on most screens and it wouldn't be readable. Okay. Uh, but keeping that in, you know, taking that into account, put like one piece of text on your, on every listing that says something like if it's made in the USA, put made in the USA. Uh, if it's, you know, buy five, get 15% off. I mean, that's kind of a weird, you know, buy, oh, I'm, you know, I was only going to buy one, but now I'm going to buy five, you know, for 15%. Like, I don't know, you know, cause they're going to have to spend 400%, right? 400% to, to, to do times five, um, just to save 15, like to save $15. Cause it would take them to about a hundred. So yeah, I've been rambling on, this has gotten kind of long, but hopefully it was constructive feedback. I think you're well on your way to being a successful Etsy seller. And, um, you know, if you're, by the way, if you're going to do a, a, a mock-up like this, like just when you grab the background off of the flat mock-up, grab that layer and you can do it in Photoshop, Photopea, wherever, but grab that layer and then go to right click blending options and do a drop shadow. It, it separates it. It makes it look like it's like it's floating or something. It's just something extra, you know, but I think it looks like significantly better than not having a drop shadow. Um, something that I used to do all the time. And then, you know, putting your shop logo in one of the corners, easy, right? And then a little text fly out saying more colors available, um, you know, whatever it is. All right, anyways, guys, um, yeah, hopefully that was constructive and helpful. And thank you guys for watching this Etsy shop review. As I wrap up, I just wanted to remind you, I do have a full print on demand course. Uh, the Etsy course that I have for Etsy print on demand is included in the full print on demand course, amongst many other things on like how to do niche research, how to design optimally, how to frame thumbnails optimally, including a pre-made thumbnail template that I built for you guys. The bonus section is all about automation. I mean, it's packed with information. It goes well beyond just Etsy. It covers Amazon, Redbubble, eBay, and all the other platforms. Um, yeah, so check that out. There's a link in the description for that as well, and a link in the description to um, Cheeky Trove Etsy shop in case you guys want to follow along and uh, check it out for yourself. Thank you guys for watching. Please like, please subscribe, and I'll see you, I'll see you tomorrow with a new Top 5 Niches of the Week video. Mm-hmm.